Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. You know, I heard Ben talking back there. You know the real deal about him and Lori. He, he can't have Lori down because of him. And he's, he's a baby like me. So... That's the real story there. So, most wives know that, don't they, about their husband? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, hey, if you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn to the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. Old Testament, book of Joshua in chapter 23. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you as... Brent and Ernie and I were praying in the back, Lord, we will never take for granted every, every Sunday that we can meet. Lord, we're reminded of that because of all the illnesses of a couple years ago and even now. And, but Lord, most of all, for those, we realize that we live in a free country still. And because of that, you've given us freedom, Lord, and those that have given us freedom that have sacrificed their lives. Lord, we can't thank you enough. May we always, always remember that. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you would go around and you would uh, just talk to anybody, grocery store, school, wherever it may be, and you would ask them this question, hey, do you know what... uh, do you know what December 7th is? And I can guarantee you 50 and under at least, those that are 50 and under, 9 out of 10 would not know what December 7th is. December 7th, 1941, it's a couple days from now. It's when our country was attacked and the start, and we understand what took place in World War II. My father and many of you that are here, your fathers were involved in that war. Uh, We define courage. You know, courage is what we're looking at today. Courage, it's, it's that unbelievable strength that you somehow gain somehow, some way, right in the face of fear. Uh, I was watching a clip on YouTube I was talking about wars and so forth, and, a, and I believe it was in Afghanistan, and a guy was going up, he had night goggles on, he was going up the steps in a house, and he said as he was going up, and he had his gun, but he had his night goggles on, and he had full gear on, and as he's going up the steps, he says he sees a hand grenade, boom, 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 just falling down in front of him. He basically kicks it down the rest of the steps. He continues up the steps as he's going in. He knows there's insurgents in there. Just as getting ready to fire, the insurgent throws a woman out in front of him. And he had to go around, and we know what happened after that. We have no idea what those that have done, all the wars that we have seen, we forget. It's easy to forget. We forget what those have done. Courage. What am I getting at today? What I'm getting at today is we 
need to be reminded what we have. And we need to remind that next generation. Because if we don't, who will? There's no one in society that will today. We'll remind them the strength right here that they need today in the face of whatever adversity it is, in the face of whatever it is, even though all of a sudden that we get hit immediately with that, that fear in our physical body. But what has to happen? Get this. What has to happen is your and my belief system has to take over. I was watching a young man, I believe it was in the latest school shooting, and all the kids that were shot, horrible. But there was, young, or there was a young guy, he was a senior in high school, all awards you can imagine in sports, excelled in football, everything imaginable. He said he saved many lives because as everybody was running out, he ran back in. How does somebody do that? There is a belief system that is, that is imprinted in our life that we are willing to sacrifice no matter what. That young man gave his life, and they said afterwards, the school sheet, he saved I don't know how many young people's lives. What we have and what God has given us is strength in the face of fear. And what I hear from every grandparent before they die, I hope that I've instilled God's word enough and my grandkids so they have the strength to fight what is going on today. That's basically what Joshua's doing at the end of his life. Probably one of the greatest warriors that has ever been. Went through the promised land and captured the land that God gave them. He promised them that land. But there were giants in the land. You know, God has promised you and I an incredible life. But, you know, there's giants that we're going to face. I, if I could tell you the, the places I had to go last week and the things that I saw, the adversity that people were in, and all our pastors, it was a bad week. But as bad as it was, we knew that we could bring the hope, the hope of God's word. And God's word is a catalyst in your life because always remember that your belief system takes over and gives you courage when we are in the face of adversity and that fear immediately strikes in the phone call or in a circumstance. We take a deep breath. We know God has our back and our front and we go forward. How do we do that? Well, listen to what Joshua said towards the end of his life. Therefore, be very courageous in, in Joshua chapter 23 and verse 6. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to do the right hand or to the left. He's just basically saying the Bible now, what we have, they had just the law then. What we have is the Bible. It's very easy to look over here and here instead of saying, I'm going to look in here. I'm not going to believe what this person's saying or that person or how society is going today. Are we willing to believe still in our world today what, God word, what God's word says? Look down to verse 10 and 11. He says if we're willing to do this, he tells us what will happen. One man of you shall chase a thousand. That's you as a believer. 
For the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. Here's the problem. God is he who fights for you. We stop usually right there. We all know God's in control. We all know he can do it. But we stop because we, we forget that the promise. One of my goals every week as I'm here is to myself and you also is to motivate in this. Because you need this every day. And we always say here, a few minutes a day, just the same as you eat, will give you exactly what you need for that day. God is so amazing. He fights for you as he promised. In other words, what these are his promises. We can forget real easy. And all he says, I will give you strength in the midst of every day what you face. You will fear for a second in your flesh. Then your belief system comes through. Because I'm telling you, as God says, all those things as a thousand people, men in war before you, you will be as one that fights a thousand and all of them, not one, all of them will fall. He's telling us when we face that appointment with the doctor, when we face or get a phone call about one of our kids, or whatever it may be in your life, what do we fall into? What do we fall on? This. God brings back to you. Hey, reminds you, as he's promised, I'll never leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I've given you a future. I've given you a hope. He was on and on and on. Just the verses that you read that day or that week or you remember as a kid, he gives you. It's in here. And when you face that, it comes up. And in that fear, you're able to drive through whatever it is because he's always, 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 always promised us victory. Might be over in the next page of your Bible. But in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, so he's speaking to all the Israelites before he's about to die. As I said before, he had much strength in what he said because he was, he and Caleb were unbelievable warriors. They believed everything God said. That's why they were unbelievable in warfare. And as he was getting ready to leave this earth, he wanted the children of Israel to follow and to still have those promises that he knew that man, with those promises that you, you want to live any other way, there's nothing like living this way. And this is what he says. This is you and I in the day that we live in. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, in other words, on the other side of the promised land, or the gods of the Amorites or the gods that we had to battle in those lands that you dwell. But there's strength in what he says in these last words. He says, but as for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. As a matriarch or a patriarch in your family, you don't realize the strength that you have of those that are younger that are going to listen to you. But they're only going to listen to you depending on your belief system. They will listen, maybe not right then, but they will listen to your authority because they know that you love them and you live the life of God's word. There's all types of evil around us. And we can even define it in such a way that a lot of believers are involved in the evil of the day because they're just kind of living the way everybody else is. It's reminded of something uh, this week, as you maybe all saw in the news about this. I'm going to be careful because I don't want to get struck on YouTube. Three strikes and you're out, thankfully. I think the first, Jim was telling me the first Sunday of January, we'll have, we've had 500 messages on YouTube. It's amazing since we started the church. I'm thankful we haven't had a strike yet. Three of them, you're gone. You're not on anymore. So I want to be careful how I say this. But there's a certain clothing line that last week that had kids in the advertisement. Very popular clothing line. And they used the kids in an advertisement and such. It was sexual exploitation of children. And thankfully, it created havoc in the news. But here's my point. It still happened. And if we don't stand up, the, here, I want to listen, listen, please. The enemy never, ever stops coming at your family. You know all that has done? I want you to be aware of that. It was wrong, and I'm glad they got it off. And there was a lot of backlash. But you know all that they say behind the scenes? You know how many people, I did a lot of research on this. You know how many people that had to okay that off for that to be, to go out all over the airways and all over the print media? How many people had to okay that? Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, we're going to see if we can get that in, get that in, get that in. How many people? Now, again, thankfully, it's gone. Here's my point. It may seem evil as it seems evil to you to serve God. That's where we're at today. It's turning in our society. Oh, you're a Christian. Oh, you're, yeah, that's right. I sure am. And I'm going to stand for what God's word says. Because if you live that way and you continue that way, it's going to destroy your life. That's what I'm going to stand for. The point is this. All they'll do is pull back and see which way they can come again. I'm telling you, the enemy never, never, never will stop as long as we take breath in this life. And it's you and your belief as a mom and a dad, as a grandfather and a grandmother, and still in your kids. What you know. Do you know how many people I grew up in? Yes, I have my years, and I'm ashamed of things that I did and all the stuff that I was involved in. But I had a belief system built in me as a kid that I knew what was right and what was wrong. 
And the same as the promises of my parents came back, even though they go out, they will come back, as it says in Proverbs, because you've instilled that. As for me and my house, Joshua's getting ready to... He's making a proclamation to his kids and his grandkids and all the nation of Israel. As for me and my house, we, he's going to take the lead role still as he's dying. We will serve the Lord, even though it seems evil in the time that we're living in. If we don't do it, our nation and this world will crumble quicker than it's crumbling. And we have the opportunity and we have the privilege of, man, giving people what they need. They might not even realize it, but that's why they get so angry when you turn a new, you know, they get so angry because they know what they're doing in their life. And, And we have what's right. We know what's right that will give them joy and peace. Let's close a couple, one or two more verses. I want you to go to the New Testament in uh, the book of Luke. And Luke in chapter 22, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. He's talking with those that he loves as his disciples. And he says to Peter, who was a who was an amazing witness for Christ before and after Jesus died, but he messed up. And he kept telling the Lord, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, and I'm going to be here, and I'm fine. And he said, you're not hearing me, Peter. You're going to mess up. And he says this, Simon, Simon, verse 31 of Luke 22. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Oh, that's a great, that's a great, pay. you know why? You know why? All of us. I didn't think I deserved to go in ministry. I really got stupid things. You know, and I look back and all that, whatever. But, you know, man, the Lord's so good. He's so good. He's so patient. What'd Peter do? I, I mean, the Lord knew everything, and he prayed for Peter because the devil knew the, the testimony of Peter, and yet Peter was still going to what? If you know the Bible and you, and you look around Easter time, we know that Peter denied Jesus He was with him three and a half years. I mean, he was a guy that would fight to the death for Jesus. And when Jesus is going to the cross, he's scared to death. And he denied him three times. I don't know him. I don't want anything to do with him. Cursed about him. Jesus knew his heart. And he gave him a promise. And what he says was, Peter, you're going to mess up. The devil wants to destroy you. I'm not going to let him. You're going to mess up. But when you return to me, I want you to tell everybody about me. Man, courage. Courage instilled. Peter couldn't quite figure out what he was talking about. I'm not going to deny you. We read about it. I'm not gonna, I would never do that. How do you think he felt? Afterwards, knowing Jesus is dying, knowing what he did. It was a mess. 
But yet Jesus still had purpose for him. And I hope and I believe that above anything else, Peter remembered when he was in the midst of the lowest point of his life, God still had a plan for him. But Peter, when you return to me, here's what I want you to do. You know, I don't care where you're at today. I don't care if it's a bad situation. I don't care you might be at the lowest point of your life and your health, going through something very difficult you thought you'd never go through. When we rely on on the courage that we gain from our belief system in Jesus Christ. The devil every time, even though you might think that he's winning, every time he's going to fail. As you as one, God's word says, a thousand will fall. Why does God say that? He's just telling you every circumstance that you ever face, if you are willing to push through the fear and base your belief system, it creates courage in your life because of me, him, and Jesus Christ. What did Peter do after Jesus died and rose again? Well, first of all, he reconciled on the beach with Jesus. And he asked him how much he loved him. And Peter said, Lord, you know, you know, you know I love you. It's okay. I believe the Lord is just testing you. When you returned to me, and then what happened? What happened is Peter preached the greatest message, the first message. It's written in the, in the book of Acts. No matter how low you get in life, no matter what happens in your life, and you face that fear, whatever it might be, know, know without a doubt, Pull your belief system, whether it's a kid that you remember God's word and you're out there or whether it's right now and you open it up and it's so true and real and it feeds your soul and your spirit knows without a doubt Jesus is with you. And no matter what you face, you'll have courage. Because you know what's going to happen next year? I don't know. <laughs> None of us know. But it's life. But in the face of that courage, we've got to realize that God always has a goal. And the goal is for us just to see him. When you see him and everything that happens. And know that he loves you more than you could ever imagine right through everything. Man, this is a great life. No matter what happens. Hey, I've been through a lot. I'm not here to talk about much of it, but I'm here to tell you, man, I wouldn't change for what has happened because of who Jesus has made me. And yes, I will still face adversity, and so will you. But the courage is not me. I still get fearful. You get fearful. But then we push that aside, and we see Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and he is the one who fights for me. And then we take a deep breath and we know as we live in this life, we can't see in the next year, but we know whatever it is, the good Lord 
is going to be there when our kids are halfway around the world or they're going to school somewhere or we can't be with them. And we pray God's angels are watching over them. And his power that we've instilled in them in the face of all the temptation that they face, they know what mom and dad stands for. Even though we messed up, even though we've done whatever, we're on the right track as much as we can, and we know this word, and we've instilled it in their life. And God says, and when we do that, and we meditate on it, he will make your kids and you and your way prosperous. In other words, full of joy and peace when we pull upon him and we get his courage from his word. What he's promised us, he's never lied to us. All we got to do is pick it up, feed our soul. And as he told Peter, you will gain strength from where you have been weak. And when you have gained that, I want to make sure that you tell those that you love about me. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. You know, it's not complicated. It's not. God didn't make it that way. It's not five steps you got to follow, not all those things. It's just pick up his word. Know that you're fallible. You know, you're going to have your times. Might mess up a little bit. Jesus knows your heart. He knows you love him. He knew Peter loved him. He knew Peter was going to mess up. Peter gained courage from the words of Jesus Christ. When you return to me, tell those that you love. He gave him hope for the future that Peter didn't know about. Joshua gave hope for the future as he was dying off. And all we have to do is instill the power of God's word in their life, whoever it might be. We will have hope. We will have courage. And you will give it away to others. Man, that's the Lord. That's, that's the Jesus that we serve. That's the Jesus that loves you and me in spite of our mess and who we are, what we think, things. That we... What a God that we serve. So our heads are bowed today and we close. If there's someone watching, we have so many people that watch, listen, YouTube, our app, all the different areas of social media. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know today. You can have courage in the midst of your fear. You say, Dallas, how do I do that? It's not you. Jesus told Peter, it is your faith. You have to take a step of faith. It's not faith what you have in the bank. It's not in faith how strong you are. It's not in faith how good you look. It's faith in Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is put your trust in him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you got to do is pray with me. Take that step of faith. 
say, Jesus, I don't understand everything, but something, something is in me to look to you. And I need you. I believe you're God's son. And right now, by faith, Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. I believe you shed your blood on the cross for me. Forgive me, Jesus. Thank you for saving me and giving me eternal life in heaven. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you for hope. We thank you, Jesus. If there's somebody here today as we now close this service here that doesn't know you as their Savior, we ask today, may a friend bring a friend or a family member and they would come forward accept you as their Savior has been leads us this morning and I can show them in your word and they can pray the same prayer with them. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.